We don't find it necessary to kill another sentient thing for our food. God sets such a bountiful table that there's no need for it. Mike? Yes. I just want to tell you that 2021 is a very special time. Mm-hmm. Because it's heralding in a new age. You mean like there was Aquarius and then another like astrological nonsense? It's the new age of Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> According to you or no, like other no, people? No, no, no. This is the dawning of the new age of Aquarius. That's cool. I mean, I missed the old one and it looked like a lot of fun. And you used to go to those Ren fairs and that was really Aquarian. And I see you're growing out your beard. So you could be like the next spiritual guru. I'm going to start a vegan cult now that it's... The new age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I need to make make sure I dress appropriately. Yeah. And, you know, I'm about the right age, you know, to start, yeah. you know, bringing in maybe some impressionable minds. Does your wife mind your, like, you know, because you have to be a polygamist if you're going to do this, right? The dishes get washed faster. That's true. You know, That's uh, true. The, the, you know, the house gets cleaned. You know, all that stuff. Multiple revenue streams. There's benefits. I'm just kind of tired of these like new age, modern Silicon Valley cult leaders. I think mm-hmm. it's time to hearken back to when cult leaders were just, they, they had it. They, they had a style. They weren't just wearing sweatpants. Good old analog cult. That's right. We're going to talk about a vegan cult today. Nice. Were they really vegan or just vegetarians or flexible? You know, I think they were flexitarians. Because yeah, they they were just they were just riding that vegan coattail. I don't think they were really vegans, were they? Everyone had Aquarius as a last name, mm-hmm. so from now on, you'll be Mike Aquarius. Oh, so I'm already in your cult. Why not? Hey, man, it starts with one man. Let's okay, do it. okay, but now that I'm one of the early members, at least let me be like high ranking. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. I mean, I mean, if there's ranks, I mean, we're, I mean, we're all even except for me. I'm the, you know, the major domo. <laughs> right? No, you are, but I should also be like just a little more even than everyone else too. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, here's the thing: you can replace me if I ever, like, let's say, like, die in a skydiving accident. <laughs> when you just happen to have an untimely demise, I'll take over. I anoint you. Your name is Mike Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm, um, let's say, uh, just call me Brother J. Brother J. <laughs> okay. okay. We could start like a psychedelic jam band. We could do it all. I think we're getting one step ahead of our four listeners. There's a uh, lot of steps ahead. But, yeah. Why don't uh, you more tell them? Four. We have at least eight listeners. Okay. All eight of you. Uh, Jason's going to tell you what on earth we're talking about. We're talking about Father Yod. Of the Source family? Yes, yes. Father Yod of the Source family. And in fact, I actually kind of grew up around that scene a little bit. Really? Yeah. In fact, I ate at the Source restaurant. Oh, like as a child, right? You weren't that old at the I time. I mean, I was a, maybe a young teen, per se. Oh, okay. By the way, were you in LA like at that time? I wasn't alive at that time. Oh, <laughs> I'm showing my age. <laughs> you were a kid in the age of Aquarius? It still is the age of Aquarius. Right, right the previous one. So yes. wait, so did you know, like, did you know what was going on? Did you know all the waiters and stuff were cult members and like the guy had 14 wives and did you aspire to be like him? When I was a kid, my parents were pretty conservative per se, mm-hmm. but if you look at them like just like on paper, <laughs> they were not conservative. 
My father was an actor. My mom was a jewelry maker, and she made jewelry and sold it at crafts fairs. Mm-hmm. And our main craft fair was the Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Agoura, <laughs> California, which was sort of a collection of interesting people, a lot of hippies and counterculture people. And it was sort of a counterculture explosion from the early 70s all the way up to the 90s. We participated in this fair. And it was interesting when I was reading about Father Yod. There was people that I remember from the Renaissance Pleasure Fair that were actually mentioned in the uh, the storyline. There was this one character named Gypsy Boots, who was this uh, kind of like flamboyant hippie. It was a really interesting collection of people. They had long hair. There was sort of this embracing of counterculture values. There was this kind of free love thing. You weren't sure if there was, you know, a little, they were a little, a little bit of a con man going on to situation. A little bit of a con man. <laughs> the interesting thing about Father Yod is he kind of came out at late in life. His name was actually Jim Baker. He actually had a life before he became this charismatic rock star cult leader. The early 70s was, was, was just quite an influential time for the, the, the vegetarian and, and vegan community. And... You know, there was just this emphasis on uh, clean living, yoga, Eastern mysticism, drugs, astrology. There's actually photos of Father Yod in his full bloom, like, you know, in Rolls Royce with his 14 Mm -hmm. wives, many of them pregnant. Also, he had a band called Yahowah 13, which was this sort of like jam band. Mm -hmm. And so he, he founded this restaurant called The Source. All of his family members were like part of this group and they would sell the records in the back of the restaurant. I listened to one of them on YouTube and it sounded like a knockoff of the doors. There's a lot of different stuff. It's definitely psychedelic rock. And uh, I actually went on eBay and I saw that they're selling an original vinyl for like 400 bucks. Let's start from the beginning. So Jim Baker was born in Ohio in 1922. And he was always interested in fitness and athletics. He was also said to be an expert in jujitsu. He served in World War II, and it was said he was awarded the Bronze Star, uh, even though there's no record of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also rumored to be a bank robber. And killed two people in self-defense. That's right. There was a situation once with a dog where I guess he kicked someone, like, too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the person died? And the person died. It's the intense jujitsu action. I guess so. And then the other one, he kissed somebody's wife. Ooh. And there was a confrontation, and he shot the man. (gasps) And I guess he served five months in prison, but he got out... Uh, I guess it was he was maybe good behavior. He claimed it was self-defense. The guy really lived. But this is all before he became Father Yacht. He was still Jim Baker. Didn't he also try out to be like Tarzan? That's right. He came to California to be a stuntman, and he got involved in that Hollywood scene. And this is like all the this uh, Father Yod stuff happened at the exact same time as the Manson family stuff. Oh, Maybe when you start your cult, you can reboot the Source Restaurant. Well, it was rebooted. Oh, really? When? 
we'll talk about that. That's oh. that's that's the the payoff at the end. So Jim Baker was a stuntman. It's really interesting how Hollywood brings this kind of cult of personality people. I mean, even Charles Manson came to L.A. to pursue music and was inter- intertangled with the Beach Boys and the rich and famous kind of rubbed elbows with these whatever, charismatic people hmm. that might have been sociopaths. In Manson's case, he was a psychopath. Yeah, Father Yo definitely didn't. He sounded at least like you could you could give him narcissism at minimum. I mean, he definitely was romanticized. I don't know if having fourteen wives, killing two people, and just I don't know if that's necessarily something that should be glamorized. I, I definitely think that he definitely had an interesting image. You know, he had this like this white flowing robe. It's kind of Moses hair and and giant long beard and you know he had this kind of deep voice he had a lot of confidence and he declared it, himself a god yeah and in some ways the source restaurant was also this kind of magnet to people that were off the streets or you know runaways and the, the traditional cult find people that have weaknesses or a lack of community and you give them community as long as they give you devotion give them something bigger to believe in whether or not it's you know it's legit it's like something nonsensical but bigger than themselves this Jim Baker was inspired by this group called the Nature Boys, which were this uh, Venice Beach fitness scene group of people. And they were connected with Eastern religion, massage, yoga, you know, all that stereotypical California stuff. In 1969, he started the Source Restaurant. And the Source Restaurant became known for more than just food. Baker started to teach classes in meditation, religion, and Eastern philosophy at the restaurant on Sunday mornings. And then he took on that new name, Father Yod. Almost instantly, the source became this very, very popular restaurant and very profitable. And it was also this recruitment center for lost and wayward youths. Everyone working there were known as the source family. And they had a philosophy that stressed kindness to animals, raw and vegetarian diet, wearing flowing cotton clothing, and sex without orgasm. What? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that means. He and his crew were over 100 people. They lived in a three-bedroom house in the Hollywood Hills. Sounds kind of tight, right? Like three bedrooms for how many people? Yeah, they, they had this kind of strange sleeping arrangement where they mm-hmm. had cubbies, that kind of like a beehive of cubbies uh-huh. that they all slept in. Needless to say, a lot of the neighbors, people around that area weren't happy with Father Yod and his, his, his crew. And they were probably thinking of the Manson murders at the time and figured like, oh, it's like only a matter of time before this guy kills us. <laughs> There definitely was a Manson vibe. And, and in mm-hmm. fact, Father Yod was also a rock star. Music was an integral part of the Source family. And many members of the, of the Father Yod group, the Source family, were part of the rock band. Yod and the Source family put out 10 albums. Self-released. So you thought it was a lot like The Doors? The little clips I heard definitely heard sounded like The Doors. The instrumentation... The sort of wailing, <laughs> it definitely sounded like sounded like the doors to me. But you know, not quite as good as the doors. <laughs> what did it? What does it sound like to you? 
there the music's so kind of a time capsule to me. Yeah, totally. And it kind of takes you to a certain place. And then there's also all of this interesting imagery. That's like Father Yod, this guy kind of with the with the hair, and he's wearing like it's like a white suit, and he's like standing by a Rolls Royce, and he has all these pregnant women surrounding Mm -hmm. him you know there's all these interesting kind of very iconic pictures of him so when you hear the music it all sort of blends together you know and gives you this kind of uh, vibe it's a scene for sure (laughs) yeah it's a zeitgeist so because of i guess it's all about location and i mean you know that location that that whole yeah. sunset strip very location. familiar with that location it's a super famous area there's like mm-hmm. the the roxy's down the street it's a lot of rock bands i i remember uh i guess the hyatt was a big place that you know the hotel where mm-hmm. led zeppelin stayed so it was definitely a place where a lot of the cool young people would hang out you know this was a time before instagram so you actually had to physically go somewhere those were the early influencers, Father Yod. And so mm-hmm. it was a really hot place. Like So people like Marlon Brando, Warren Beatty, John Lennon, Yoko Ono would hang out at the source. It was a scene, was a place that validated eating clean food. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some cool YouTube stuff with where Father Yod's talking about you know eating clean and not mm-hmm. killing sentient creatures so he definitely was focused in on a cruelty-free lifestyle so is that the vegan hacks connection is you are you saying essentially that these people were early uh proponents of a a plant-based diet and so they made it hip and were they like some of the earliest people who made it like cool and perhaps influenced other famous people to make it cool is that the idea? I mean, you can also say, like, why did I start thinking about Father Yod? <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure why we're talking about him, but it's interesting stuff. We were going to talk about plant-based meat, and I, I started mm-hmm. doing some research on plant-based meat. You know what I miss? I miss having, like, mm-hmm. just a big salad with a bunch of alfalfa sprouts. In yeah. It. You make all sorts of great food. I'm sure you'll just make it. Try to find alfalfa sprouts at the market. I know they have some at my farmer's market, and it lasts a few days. Or even a veggie burger. And you look at the veggie burger, and you actually see, like... The vegetables? You see black beans, and you see Mm -hmm. lima beans, and you actually see the rustic quality inside those things and so so it's interesting to to, to think about that time and I, and I was thinking okay what was that like well you know I remember going to the source and getting a, a wooden bowl and you know everything that was in that bowl I could identify uh-huh and that element of like you're eating clean food that you can identify that's not some type of scientific concoction or or something like let's make a a rendition of meatloaf or let's make a in and out burger look exactly like an in and out burger and so that us vegans can say hey you know we're living our lives just as great as the meat eaters and it's like it's like maybe that's not the scene maybe it's about authentically living from the earth being a hippie and eating food that looks like the stuff that came from the ground. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It reminded me of going to those crazy hippie places where the Krishna served you and the hippies, people with long hair, cool people would be a part of a scene and you felt like you were in a different world and not let's all pretend like we're Elon Musk. Sure. When you were there, when you were there um, did you have a sense of feeling privileged to be there? Being from the valley and having kind of middle class values and having relatively conservative parents, even though, you know, I mean, they really weren't. I mean, if you really think about, I mean, I can tell you stories. And the people around us were artists and writers and filmmakers and all sorts of interesting creative people. I probably took it for granted. But I think as as I am older and I reflect, I remember, okay, well, it's not too late to start my own cult and create what I saw. So, so anyway... In December 26, 1974, the Source family sold their restaurant and moved to Hawaii. I think it was Kauai, and it was kind of a rough go about for them because they weren't accepted by the locals. A lot of a lot of what they were doing, uh, you know, that communal living kind of situation, did not really jibe well in that environment. Hmm. And they tried to start a new restaurant, and it was very difficult. And everything was cut short in August 25th, 1975. Despite having no previous hang gliding experience, Father Yod decided that he would go hang gliding. Oh, boy. He used the hang glider to leap off a 1,300-foot cliff on the eastern shore of Oahu, and he crash-landed and died. Oh, sad. So here's the thing. If we can learn anything from this, don't go hang gliding without training. Right. I think he was on some drugs at the time. I mean, I'm sure that since it was the 70s, I'm sure drugs were like, woo, like throughout the whole time. Yeah, a constant. But no, from what I read, it's like, you know, he had been declared a god for a while, self-declared. And that was kind of a, a low point for him. And he took some drugs and he said like, okay, fine. I'm just a man, and then went hang gliding and died. Really sad ending. But there was some joy, too. Along the way, for him at least. <laughs> There's an LAS article uh, Hadley Muir wrote, Whether you see Father Yacht as a spiritual visionary who was ahead of his time or a con artist appropriating another culture's traditions so he could sleep with much younger women, the Source family and its restaurant left its mark on Southern California. Sure did. There's a doc called The Source Family. Have you seen it? It's pretty cool. I want to see it now that uh, you bring this story to my attention. There's so much great archival footage, and it's all scored by music from Father Yod and and his band. And uh, you can get it on Amazon, IMDb TV, or Vudu, so it's, it's available. About a year and a half ago, Cafe Gratitude, which is a famous hipster chain of restaurants not into it it's a place to eat vegan food anyway so cafe gratitude paid tribute to the source restaurant for one night only they went ahead and had a source night the meals were 75 dollars a person everyone was required to wear white and tan clothing and i guess they jammed to psychedelic rock the Source Restaurant and Father Yod were not forgotten. That sounds like fun, albeit expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how um, Cafe Gratitude took a uh, kind of this hippie commune thing and turned it into a... Uh, 
a modern a experience. Cash grab. <laughs> a modern <Yeah>. cash grab. <laughs> Wait, so I, I, the source, the original source, wasn't a little pricey. I figured it would be since they had they they had so much um, cred, and it was such a small place that I, I, I imagined they would charge like a little more than average. This is from uh, the L.A. Times. Seems like almost everyone's been here one time or another for the source's cheese and walnut loaf or mother's eggplant stuffed with Greek olives, mushroom, pignolas, tomatoes, and sautéed garlic with brown rice, both of which, as all entrees, $4.25. Hmm. So I don't know. I, that does that definitely doesn't translate to seventy five dollars in in, in uh, for the seventies. That does sound expensive. You want me to you want me to do a quick calculation? Let, let me finish the, this here. Uh, the salads are full and filling. Their juices are made fresh to order, even watermelon, and their Kona coffee is aromatic as the flowers on the tables. They're cool. tight in the running for the best cheesecake in town with their oh. coffee carob date nut or plain at $1.25 a slice. And their thick cinnamon and nut slice whole wheat French toast is unmatched. You also get to gaze at some rock star or another since the source is right in line with the Hyatt House and down the road from the Roxy. Okay, so so they're saying that the entrees were four dollars and twenty five cents. So go ahead and yep, I did it, Mister uh, Math. Uh huh. In nineteen seventy four, four dollars and twenty cents is like twenty two dollars today. So it it wasn't cheap for you know a salad. It was cafe gratitude prices. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely uh, you know. E- I mean, I imagine the minimum wage back then. Let's see, minimum wage in 74? Uh, minimum wage in 74 was $2 an hour. So this would have cost like over two hours of work for the salad. For, you know, if you had a minimum wage job. Which, if you worked at the source, uh, you didn't have. You were, I guess they just ate for free. Did Father Yod pay his, his source family? <laughs> no, they worked for free. So, yeah, he's, they were making bank. I think they did ate they eat for, ate for free in a kind of a communal experience. I mean, how else a, would they survive if they weren't getting paid and they needed at least room and board, right? That's why I need to start a cult. I can get all yes. these people to work for free. You know, come yeah. on now. He had like 14 wives, mm-hmm. but his only legal wife at the time has this interesting quote. She called him a dirty old man with a lust trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this doesn't sound inaccurate. <laughs> All right, so there we go. We we talked about the Source family and Father Yod. Are you part of that Soylent cult? I, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm part of that cult of progress, that digital futuristic. Give me my fuel cult. <laughs> <laughs>